From the Let It Rock release, that is Great White with Hand on the Trigger. And uh, what's going on over there, Chris? Uh, we got our guest on the line, or what's happening? Uh, apparently, his hand is not on the trigger. Right <laughs> <laughs> I was just texting with him, and he said I gave him the five-minute warning, and then I gave him the one-minute warning, and I told him to call. Now I'm waiting for the call. All right. Well, we are here. <laughs> Connect. Well, that's what happens when you do live radio, man. Of course it is. We, we, we don't have that producer guy that can line all that up for us. We have to do it ourselves. That's right. I mean, if we, if we could just get a few more donations to the show, maybe start a GoFundMe. <laughs> We could probably uh, hire a producer, make the show go more quickly or more smoothly, rather. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on here. Not getting a text back either, so I don't know. Hey, Alan Kill, Collie, you're on the air. Hi, this is Jason Lundgren from Shit Out of Washington. All right, Jason, what can we do for you? Um. Yes. Um. I've been. You know, I've been posting a lot of Linda Cardellini picks for quite some time, pretty much ever since I got to the Classic Metal show. But here's the reason why. I had a massive crush on her in high school. But, but hey, but um, have you guys seen Dead to Me? No. You haven't? Okay. No. It's a great show, though. If you like those types of shows, wow. It, it's such a great show. It's every episode's like a cliffhanger. Wow. All I can say at the end of that episode, at the end of the season two episode, I did not see that coming. All right, Jason. Okay. Thanks for calling. All right, man. Hail and kill. Fuck you, Palin. All right. There goes Jason. It's your buddy. No, it's not. He, he's your biggest. He's your biggest fan. No, he's not. He's not your biggest fan. No. Who's the, the phone ring? And grab it. All right. Who, who, who? All right. Is that you, Jericho? Yes, sir. All right. Well, we were hoping to get you on video, man, because we're all set up with guns and shit. <laughs> me too, man. I got my, my beautiful lady laying right here on the table waiting for me. <laughs> well, we were hoping to do this by way of video, but nevertheless, we have the great Jericho Green on the phone with us. How are you, Jericho? Wow, great. No pressure, huh, fellas? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> real, real good well you're an old pro jericho you've been in radio and obviously you do your video uh podcast every day and you know you're you, there's nothing there's nothing that you won't say or do so uh to be as scared of us or to come on the show with us is uh old hat for you <laughs> yeah you know, I, i've been around the block a little bit you know uh it's funny you mentioned my uh my video blog blog that i do for my car because I got a notice from YouTube today that I'll be put on timeout for a week. Why? What did you do or say? Uh, I mean, you know, business as usual. I'm doing my video. I upload it, everything, put the links, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, people start hitting me up. Yeah, I took your video down. So then I got an email from YouTube telling me that I violated their policy or whatever. And uh, it says that my video was inciting violence against a particular group. That was uh, news to me. So being that it was my second offense, I got a warning the first time. This time it's a seven-day timeout. Wow. So so what particular group did they did they mention the particular group that was inciting violence? Oh, no, no, no. They don't give you that much info. They just say, you know, we uh, 
where we notice, you know, you went against the rules basically and this is what's going to happen. And it says, you know, if you want to contact us, yeah. Like I'm going to really get in contact with somebody from YouTube. So, uh, but, um, yeah, the video, the title, I, I'm guessing what got me in trouble was I put the word illegal in the title. I didn't know that was taboo, but, uh, the title was California needs money. Uh, no bail equals local crime and illegals are getting paid. That was the title, <laughs> but, uh, apparently that was, all that was a no, no. So here I am. Dude, why why do you not have a bigger presence on BitChute at this point? Uh, you know what, man? I uh, I downloaded the app. I have it. I just uh, just haven't uh, put anything up there. You know, I really, to be honest, I need to do a little homework um, before I do. But that might be coming might be becoming more real. You know, if this YouTube shit keeps up, you know. Yeah. Well, dude, BitChute is fantastic because I'll give you the two second run on it just because I have invested the last year learning about it because same reason, because we say, we say shit that YouTube is always flagging us for. So, you know, BitChute is, it's, it's, it's sort of like the, it's like YouTube, but for Napster from like the Napster model where it's not regulated at all. It all run peer to peer and, and nothing gets taken down. Nothing, no matter what it is, it stays there. So, it's a it's a safety valve for you, and I'll tell you what, man. If you want to invest just a little bit of coin into what you're doing, I'll work with you on um, on and not not invested in me, invested in the product. But I would be more than happy to work with you on putting up a Vimeo channel, and then getting it getting it to feed automatically out to Amazon Fire Stick and Roku and whatnot, because. I'll tell you what, we, we just started doing that like a month, month and a half ago, built a little, I built a little app for each and our views in one month, you know, and, and we really haven't promoted it that hard. Our views are up probably 10 times what we do on any other platform in just a month with those two, with those two platforms. So I would imagine for you, you would be doing, you know, mega, mega hits on uh, on the Amazon, especially on the Amazon Fire Stick platform. Wow, that sounds good, man. Yeah, definitely. We'll, uh, we'll do some emails back and forth and look into that for sure. It sounds great. I mean, you know, it's it's a shame, you know, that we have to pursue these other avenues for these reasons, but it is what it is. You know, they're not going to change. So, yeah, that sounds great. Well, uh, Jericho, the big tech uh, is putting the squeeze on anybody who – uh, you know, espouses any kind of conservative values or a supporter of our president or, uh, you know, is a uh, supporter of American values, constitutionalism, whatnot, because it does not tow the liberal agenda line, as you're well aware. I mean, even your little tagline, you always talk about you're done with the left, but they just won't let you. And, and that's what it really boils down to. And anybody who has an opposing view you're targeted and they'll do away with you. And, and unfortunately that's YouTube used to be a fun place to be and a cool place to upload stuff. But boy, I'll tell you what, with what you guys, what you do and what we do, it, it's not our friend. No. And you know, it's, it's just the truth. That's all. It's, it's just the truth. You know, um, illegals are going to get paid. You know, California does need money. You know, these are all facts. These are all the truth. And it's funny that, you know, YouTube did the bait and switch because I can remember back in 2005 on YouTube seeing two girls 
one cup. That's where <laughs> these two girls feast on human shit, but I can't, you know, say that, hey, we're being screwed when we are. You know, I don't, uh, I don't know how we fell down this fucking rabbit hole and woke up and the truth is, you know, enough to get you kicked off a platform, but, you know, I can look up somebody twerking in a kid's face, but if I say that, hey, man, California, we're getting screwed, man, give it a legal money, it's like, oh, wait, 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 that's disgusting, take that shit down. <laughs> And that's that's the real biggest problem that's going on today with, you know, in, in general is it, it's really it's come to the point now where it's just glaringly obvious. And unfortunately, there's not enough people that are outraged about the fact that if you don't toe the line, you're, you know, you're ostracized that you're you're hidden and you're taken down and. You know, I, I mean, it's great. I, I, I like BitChute a lot. I use Minds. I use Gab. I use all the, the alt tech because I am definitely one of these guys that hates the fucking man. Like like no one's business, I hate the man. So I've, I've been on it for a little while. But I'm also realistic, man. I understand that it is what it is. It is the alternate. It is the the alternate to the big thing. And it definitely limits what you can do. And it, it just... It's bullshit when you can watch the news and know that it's all fake or you can you can hear you can literally hear the president say something and then see the complete opposite reported and highlighted as something that you would want to listen to on YouTube. It's it's insane. And then, you know, like and I'll give you a perfect example. I've gone on my YouTube. I use YouTube a lot like you know, just day-to-day watching. I watch a ton of sports and whatnot on YouTube. And I've gone, I've literally set it up like a like a cable TV station. I have all my different shit that I watch, you know, subscribe to and in, a, in an order and a list. And, you know, I run it like channels and everything. And I've gone and I've blocked everything that I don't want to see, which is MSNBC, which is CNN, which is Fox News, which is, you know, basically... ABC news, all the news things I've blocked. And I have, as an example, channels like yours. I have sticks, hex and hammer. I have, you know, a a few, um, Crowder, you know, I have a few guys that Mm -hmm. news stuff that I do watch that I, that I enjoy watching. And so let's say the president comes out today and says, uh, chloroquine is going to be the, the medicine that we distribute. And you do a you do a video about chloroquine, and Crowder does a video about chloroquine, and and Sticks does one on chloroquine, and then the mainstream guys do one saying that Trump's an asshole that should choke on chloroquine. Well, the only thing I'm going to see in my in my feed is MSNBC, which I've blocked, and CNN, which I've blocked. They force feed it to you. It's it's insanity. It really is, man. I I call them the you know, the choir party because they all sing from the same hymnal in unison. And, you know, if you're off key in any way, you know, they, they get rid of you, which is fucked up because a lot of these conservative values have created this bubble that you comfortably sling your arrows from and, you know, try to, to take people's voice away. That's what created it. You know, it's almost like they're, they're cannibalizing themselves that's what made this country great for you to do that. That's what gave you the freedom to do that without an unmarked van pulling up and putting a burlap sack over your fucking head and you never being heard from again. That's, that's all that stuff that they're railing against and trying to silence is what gave them the ability to do this shit without fear of harm. It's, 
crazy, man. The news used to be there was a level of trust. You know, we're out living our lives day to day, so we sit down in front of the TV at night, and you give us, you're, you're the watchdog. You've been watching these crooks all day for me and monitoring the world, and you give me the truth, not your opinion, not your slant, not your, what you believe, not what you fucking feel. Give me the truth. I will digest it. I will treat it like a buffet. I will take from it what I like and leave the rest, and I'll make up my own mind. You know, you're, you're, the news wasn't there to shape your opinion. It was just giving you something to have an opinion about. Now, you like the uh, grab, em, grab, her, grab women by the pussy. Hold on a second. Number one, most people who are decent don't feel that way. Most people don't agree that you can grab anybody without their consent. That's number one. Number two, it was on tape. So you can't say he said this, he said that. It's on tape. It's mm-hmm. audio. We hear his voice. This is what he said. He said they let you. Now that word let changes it from a crime to consent. And number three, it's true. You ever been to a concert? You ever been somewhere where there's somebody famous? You ever seen how some women act? Not all of them, but working in radio, I've been to a lot of concerts. I've been to a lot of backstages, and I've seen girls damn near pass out just being in the presence of the star who's rich and who's famous. I've seen a dude walk off stage and grab two girls he never met before, put his arms around him and take them in the tour bus. We can elaborate on what happened in there. But that's the truth. If you're rich and or powerful and you exude that, women are attracted to it, and some of them will let you cut their vagina. That's not earth-shattering. That's like, it's like it's the first time these people ever heard of that shit before. That's what mm-hmm. happened. You ever heard of a groupie? That's what happened. Well, he didn't tell you some shit that has never been spoken. Well, Chris uh, has experience throwing baloney at women's oh, naked asses on a tour bus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and, and and there you go. I, I got some stories we could swap about some of the crazy shit I've seen women do. I've had to, I was uh, on the promotions team, so I'm dealing with the artists. I'm getting them lined up to go on stage and shit like that, taking care of any needs they have. I had to help security hold the gate closed because a hundred women rushed it after the guy got off stage. It's true. <laughs> it happened. No, it's definitely true. It's definitely true that the stuff that the stuff that goes on on the tour bus is, you know, you can tell the stories and people just think that it's made up, but it's not. It, it there's a lot of insanity goes on on the tour bus. And the bigger the band, the more crazy the stuff that happens. Oh. Hell yeah! I've seen. Uh, I went. I was at a Method Man concert. He's on stage performing. He's not even at the tour bus. Girls are lined up to get in there. His security's checking their IDs. This guy is wider than the doorway to the bus. So if you're 21 and over and you're cute, you get to go on the bus and marinate while he's not even there. So when he shows up, it's already ready to go. He's not even there, and girls are lining up to bang him. So don't tell me that what he said isn't true. That's a fact, and I know those you know, are taboo. We're not supposed to say those anymore. That's the new F word, I guess. But it's true. Well, Chris Chris and I have been in this business for 25 years each. And, uh, you know, uh, we've, we've escorted a lot of bands in our time. We were personal friends with a lot of bands. Uh, we've been out on the road with bands for days at a time. At least I have. And believe me, I've seen it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And imagine, you know, he's a billionaire. Yeah, I imagine it's going to get thrown at him once or twice. 
Of course, and I'm, and I'd imagine he took it. I mean, we've seen his wives. I'm I'm imagining that he had a, he had a lot of um, sampling before he picked them. Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, you throw a side of beef in a cage with a tiger. How long is he going to sit in the corner and not eat it? You know what I mean? Like these dudes, these dudes deal with it on levels we can't even that we're not used to. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's constantly thrown at you and that's your favorite flavor. Yeah, you're all in that shit, and you should. Exactly. Dude, while we're on this topic, and I didn't think we were going to go there, but I'm very curious of your opinion because it's not something I think you would address on your on your, um, your YouTube. What do you think, if you've seen it, of the whole R. Kelly situation, and specifically <laughs> the way they've, they've positioned it to be a racial thing? Because I watched both of those both of those specials, and they really try to position it like the girls had no choice because they're they're black and from the inner city, and it was like, what are you talking about? Um, being from the inner city does give you certain viewpoints, I guess, on life. But there are some things that no matter where you're from, across the board, is right or wrong. So I don't give a shit what those girls thought. You're a grown man. Now, I think personally he should have been skinned and boiled alive along with Aaliyah's parents when he married her at 15. Because if my 15-year-old comes home with a wedding ring on, I'm going to find who gave it to her. And if he's a fucking 25-year-old man, dude, we're going to have a scuffle. There's going to be a fucking problem. Like, what are you talking about? It doesn't matter what those girls thought and where they came from. You're a grown man. You shouldn't be fucking with them. That's disgusting. Race has nothing to do with it. But uh, it goes back as far as Frederick Douglass, who basically said there are people who whose livelihood is based on racial tension. So at every turn, at every chance, that's what they're going to do, especially when there's not much else. I mean, life's pretty good. You know, 2020 in America, life's pretty good no matter what, what color you are. So there's not a lot to bitch about. So things like this are going to constantly regurgitate and, and stir this shit up. But R. Kelly shouldn't even be alive right now if Aaliyah's parents were worth the shit, really. I mean, <laughs> or any other girl's parents, for that matter. Yeah, like what the, and why is your 14-year-old in a position to be pissed on by a celebrity at a concert? Why is she at the concert? Why is she at an R. Kelly concert? He hit, his songs are verbal pornography. So why the fuck is your 14 or 15-year-old there? So it really starts at home. So R. Kelly, along with a lot of his parents, should have been loaded into a bus and driven into the Grand Canyon because that shit's <laughs> disgusting. So really, it never should have got to that. I don't blame these girls at all. They're teenagers. What, what kind of decisions were we making at 14 or 15? So at some point, if there's an adult involved, they're the ones who need to stop the, you know, stop the car and say, hey, this shit isn't right. But yeah. racially no. motivated? What the hell did that have to do with anything? They're kids. <laughs> Dude, it was amazing to me watching, and and, and I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm not stupid. I know what goes on, but it was amazing to me to watch the parents of the girls say, well, I didn't think there was anything wrong because he's famous. And I was like, what are you thinking? <laughs> that's, that's the definition of what's wrong, is that this famous guy wants to spend time with your 12-year-old or your 15-year-old. That's the definition of a problem. It's disgusting. It really is. They should have been given cement shoes. You're, you're your kid's first and last line of defense as a parent. Why would you feed them to the wolves? 
my wife and I uh, got into a discussion about this. She would, and it was, I think it was a situation like this where, it, oh yeah, some lady was dating a guy and he was molesting her daughter and she allowed it to happen. My point was, she is worse than the guy because she gave him access to her child. And my wife was arguing, no, the guy who committed the act is worse. And I was like, of course, he's terrible and disgusting and should be loaded into a wood chipper feet first. But the mom's even worse because you open the pin, you let the wolf in. You know what I mean? That's, that's another level of disgusting. And to see people sit there and like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What? Like, are you okay? Are you like slightly retarded? What is wrong with you to think that, Oh, he's famous. I don't give, I don't give a damn what he is. When my kids under age, especially in a situation like that, I'm like secret service where you go, I go. If you move, I move. I'm not letting you spend time alone with a grown man. What the fuck? Oh, no, no. <laughs> well, Jericho, one of our fans and one of your fans who who watches your channel pretty religiously, Chris had posted on our Facebook page that you were going to be on tonight. So I I got hit up with a question to ask. I don't. I know you're a, a sports fan, and I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, apparently the NFL is drafting a resolution that uh, they're telling teams that they will give them better and higher draft picks if they would hire more black coaches or, or uh, general managers. Are, are you aware of this? Yeah, I did. Uh, I saw something about that. Um, a co-worker of mine brought it to my attention this morning at work, and I actually I read a little bit about it. Um, it's disgusting, really. I mean, if if everything would be based on merit, We'd be okay if if your skin color didn't matter. They have right now. They have the Rooney Rule. I guess the what the former owner of the Steelers. You know now they, they have to interview X amount of colored co- coaches of color, colored coaches, um, <laughs> in their hiring process. So you really think if if, if somebody's racist, if somebody doesn't like a certain group of people because of the color of their skin, do you think making them hire them is going to go? They're going to go. You know what? I get it. I was wrong. Hey, man, you got the job. Or do you think they're going to go through the motions and then hire who they want to hire? It's their team. It's their business. Run it the way you want. Believe if you can win, they're going to hire you. It doesn't matter what color you are. If you're bringing Lombardi in, they're going to hire you. If you can win and put asses in the seat and money in the bank, they're going to fucking hire you. It doesn't matter what you look like. As much as they want it to matter, that shit doesn't matter. And you're only going to create animosity you know, amongst players, amongst owners. You think that that's, that's going to help the colored coaches and GMs quite? If somebody knows they were put there in some affirmative action kind of bullshit, that's only going to make it worse. And like affirmative action, you're going to put people in positions they're not qualified for because you just put them there because of what they look like, not because of what they can bring to the table or their resume. And that shit is stupid. And from a, a fan standpoint, you're giving me a lesser product. You're not giving me the best GM or the best coach. You just give me the darkest one, which is stupid. <laughs> that is so fucking dumb. Hire who you want to hire. I don't. I don't care. I'm not gonna watch it more because okay, one, two, three, four. All right, cool. We got seven black coaches. All right, I'll start watching more. That's just ridiculous. Give us the best product. We'll take it from there. I don't need you. What? What is that? What's that gonna look like? And then, and then, if anybody says anything, what are they gonna be called? 
Well, and, and the unfortunate thing, too, is that if if you put somebody that's not necessarily qualified and they they fail as they will because it's, you know, it, it's that kind of a job, you know, it sets everybody back. It sets it sets it sets the re, the the coaches that should be getting those um, those jobs back as well. You know, white, black, blue, mm-hmm. or green sets them all back because you know they they had to they had to sit through three, four, five years of a coach that was clearly unqualified, making making it look bad, and, and it makes it makes it like. I forget what the guy's name is. That's the the coach of, that was the coach of the Chargers. Um, I, I, I for the life of me, I can't think of his name. But he was clearly overmatched. Yeah, he was clearly overmatched. And how? I mean, do you really think that the Chargers are going to go now and 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 use the Rooney Rule as anything other than a, a requirement to bring in the next guy that they truly want? You know, they're they're just going to yeah. do that. It's it's bullshit. When when they when they do things like this, when they start drafting these kind of resolutions and things that they're going to do, when they when they splash the the colored community with this, people like me, I don't like to get hit with the overspray because I don't believe in that shit. I don't need right. to be pacified. I don't need you to lower the bar. I don't need you to hold the door for me. I don't need that shit. What I need is the best possible product on my TV when I tune in on Sunday or Monday, or Thursday, or whatever the fuck it is, give me the best, okay? People want to tune in and tune out. I don't want to be marred in this bullshit when I'm trying to be entertained. Like, that shit's stupid. What are you doing? <laughs> that Rooney was already stupid. What the fuck are you doing? Are they that, like, bored that, no, we got we to gotta do something. I'm, you know, I'm sitting here quarantined. We, we, we got to do something. They're just doing it just to do it. And that shit is dumb. And like I said... If you say anything against it, no matter how right you are, no matter how you articulate your point, no matter how you try not to offend somebody, people are professional getting offended. That's that's what they do for a living, is they look for shit to get offended by. So then you're some kind of a racist. Now we got to start talking about making you sell your team. Like, what the fuck is going on here? How about just football? Just do football, please. All that social shit, political shit, leave that outside the stadium. Just give me the best. That's it. That's all I want. Perfect, Jericho. Well, Jericho, one of the reasons or probably the biggest reason we brought you on the show is because uh, you had an addition to your family and and to the uh, the family of the Second Amendment rights uh, uh, people in this country. And now you are a proud uh, owner of of the Second Amendment. So tell us what you got and, and, uh, you know, give us a little rundown. Well, first of all, I'm the proud parent of a bouncing baby girl, a Glock 17. Um, and, and you can still get a handgun in California. It's true. Um, even though it took a month and I was, you know, flooded with comments and, and on you know, the comment section of my videos. Man, I live here. I'm in Texas, Arizona, whatever. I can go get a gun on my lunch break. And sometimes I'll just go buy a gun just because I can because it only takes 20 minutes. Well, in California, in the, the China 2.0, took me like a month from the first day I walked in to actually picking it up. But being part of the family is nice, man. It is. You know, there's it's a mix of emotions. You feel responsibility, of course. You know, having a gun, having the final say-so. You know what I mean? Guns are nothing to fuck with. You can, you know, make the ultimate decision with it. And 
Also, you know, add the layer of I have kids, so I have to make sure it's safe around them. Um, and, we, you know, I brought it home. I opened it in front of the family. We talked about it. My daughter couldn't care less. My son was like, oh, let me hold the bullets. Can I hold it? And he's like, Daddy, you don't need to protect me because I'll just put on my ninja suit. So I was like, hey, I respect that. That's one, less, <laughs> one less person to worry about protecting. Um, but it's great. And every day I'm, you know, I'm handling it. I'm uh, timing to see how long it takes to take the cable lock out and get it fully loaded ready you know, in case, you know, it happens in the middle of the night or whatever. And just getting familiar with it when my wife's upstairs and the kids are in bed. I practice clearing the house. You know, I just, I just don't see anything as being silly or unnecessary as far as training or safety when it comes to this. And once we're, once we're allowed by the Emperor uh, Newsom to go back to the shooting range, you know, that's where I'm going to be, you know, every free moment that I have because I, I owe it to myself, I owe it to my family to master this, you know, and be ready. You know, that's, I mean, as a father, and, you know, not uh, every gun owner is a father, but it does add that extra layer of, I have people to protect. I have Mm -hmm. people that I'm responsible for. And, you know, if something goes bump in the night, the family's looking at me. They're not looking at mom. They're looking at me to keep us safe, you know, keep them safe. So that's what I have to do. That's It's just anything, you know, remember the, uh, was it the right guard commercial? Anything less would be uncivilized. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so, you know, I take it very seriously. I'm happy. You know, I'm a gun owner. I'm a, I'm a big boy now. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. so this is awesome. Wow. And uh, I got a coworker who's really into Glock, so I'm going to get, you know, talk to him and, you know, maybe do some custom things here and there, but I'm excited. Now, Absolutely. now does that have a 19 shot uh, um, um, cartridge to it? Is that 19? Oh, you mean the magazine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm in California. We're capped out at 10. I got 10 <laughs> rounds. Now, there was like a two-week window uh, a couple months ago where you could buy an extended magazine. I think it was up to 30 rounds, but that, you know, like many of the rules here in California, they came and went. Um, so I'm hoping it happens again so I can get more. But no, right now we're, uh, we're capped at 10 rounds per magazine. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, Jericho, you know, I, I've watched enough live PD to know that the area that you live in, you probably need a, you need more than one Glock to, to handle that, that situation there, man. I mean, it, it's oh, dangerous. Well, you know what? That brings me to another point. Also, within the borders of California, you have to wait 30 days to buy another one. So, um, I guess in 30 days, I'll, I'll have a chance to buy another one, but right now we're just stuck with one. But, where I live uh, in Salinas, the east side, that's the problematic area. And I live on the south side. So okay. um, if, if you stay away from that part of town, you're mostly okay. But, uh, yeah, uh, don't spend too much time over there if you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I used to live at, I was stationed at Fort Ord. And that'll tell you how long ago that was since it, <laughs> since it's clearly been closed for a decade or so now. But you know, I used to roll, I used to roll up to California or up to California, up to San Francisco all the time back when that was a livable city. And yeah, you didn't stop in Salinas. You just went straight through. You did not stop for any reason. It was dangerous then. I don't even want to know what yeah. it, it seems like every single person. And again, I'm getting all my knowledge from live PD. So take that for whatever it's worth. But 
it just seems like every person that is driving after seven o'clock at night in Salinas is either packing meth, packing weed, or packing weapons, or all of the above. Yeah, that was probably the east side. I mean, yeah, you know, they got the footage. It did happen. Um, you know, it's not completely uncommon to have a, a police helicopter fly over here. They're not usually looking over here, but they'll definitely uh, pass overhead, headed that way. Um, but it's, you know, it's kind of common knowledge around here and has been for years. You know, it's just called the east side. Even if you're not from here and you live in another town, if they say the east side, you know what they mean. So, um, yeah, unless you're into nefarious business, or you really like, uh, you know, Mexican markets, I wouldn't spend too much time over there. <laughs> well, well, Jericho, are you interested at all at, uh, you know, having a concealed carry uh, license, or are you just content with having it at home? No, no, I'm, I'm definitely interested in that. And actually, the sheriff we have right now um, is uh, pretty lenient with them, but we just had a new, uh, I guess, a law or amendment to the law where um, getting your CCW includes them interviewing your neighbors and some of your coworkers. Wow. Which I thought was kind of weird. Like, well, what if they don't like you? Yeah, yeah. They will interview some of your neighbors and your coworkers for you to get um, a concealed carry. Now, I figured their access to, like, you know, any criminal record, which actually, if you have that, you have any felonies, you're not getting it done in the first place. So, um, I would think that they could, you know, come across that kind of information, you know, let's see, does he have any felonies? No. Any mental history? No. Well, then you can carry it. I, I figured that was enough, but I forgot where I was. So, yeah, they, they interview your neighbors and your coworkers. Like, <laughs> well, what if they don't like you? What if yeah. they say, no, he's a crazy dickhead? Well, then you're screwed. Like, <laughs> what, what, if the reason you got, what if the reason you got the gun in the first place was your neighbor? Yeah, Exactly. But that makes sense, so that's not how we operate. Um, but it's just, I read that, and I was like, what, the, what What does that have to do with the price of tea in China, so to speak? So my dad always said. What does one have to do with the other? I'm, I don't give a shit what my neighbors think, what my coworkers think. I'm, am I a criminal? No. Am I crazy? No. Then give me my shit. Well, you know, Jericho, I, I, you know, watched your, uh, you know, little updates uh, over the last month about, you know, the pains that you had to go through from the application to putting money down to passing a background check to waiting for your gun to arrive and all this other stuff. And, you know, as you said at the beginning of this, uh, you know, you had people. Uh, emailing you and telling you that they could go buy it on their lunch break, which in in you know where I live, I I can definitely do that. In fact, I have. I've I've been out on a Saturday and gone to have some lunch and a burger and at at a place close to uh, a um, Bass Pro Shop and a Cabela's close to me. And I go, you know, I'm going to go up there and see what they got. And I go, you know, I kind of like that. Let me see that. And they go, yeah, I'll take that. And I walked out of there in 20 minutes with it. <laughs> wow, that's a uh, a dream and a fantasy. I mean, um, Chris can tell you. I'll, I'll take a picture. Hey, look at my new uh, look at my new toy. <laughs> and I'll just and, say, hey, look what I just got. And none of you guys uh, have uh, carried out any mass shootings, or you don't plan to, or anything like no, that. No, not that I'm a, Chris. You plan on carrying out any mass shootings? 
I got three guns here, and none of them have aimed at a person yet. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got a, a forty-five sitting here. I've got a forty-four sitting here, and I've got a nine sitting here, which I was going to show to you on our video. But uh, you know, I, I they're they're just sitting here. I was surprised they didn't just get up and start shooting the place up. I, I had to keep my eye on them the whole time because they were out of their case, and they weren't locked down. <laughs> and and I was just making sure that they didn't move off the table here because you know how the crazy those guns can get. Well, I mean that's what they tell us. They tell us uh, what did Biden say when uh, that scrotum stack Beta Beta O'Rourke uh, <laughs> dropped out? He said, "This is not the last you're going to see of this guy. You're going to help me uh, fix the gun problem in America." I'm like, "Gun? We're not a gun problem. I think it's more of a, it's more the operator. I think, but um, yeah, from what they tell us, these guns." In no time flat, should jump up, load themselves, and kill us. So you guys be careful. Because <laughs> these guns are a real, a real problem. I can say that uh, my gun hasn't done that yet. I keep it in the case. Um, I haven't woken up with it pointing itself in my face. <laughs> it's pretty. So so far, if I don't load it and you know put the slide forward, it's going to be pretty, pretty dormant. I think. Um, but that's just. Ridiculous, but you know people who, who don't any, know anything about guns, and you know th they believe that shit. They believe that somehow it's it's the gun and it's the person. Like I'm sitting right here, bullets right next to it. It hasn't moved, so obviously the gun isn't the problem. And most people, ninety nine point nine percent of people with guns, wouldn't even dream of doing that. Wouldn't it's not even a, a thought. Like, what do you? This gun doesn't make you do things you wouldn't do. It doesn't make you crazy. It just makes you feel safe. And it makes you not easy to control because, you know, a docile, unarmed population is real easy to move around. You know, mm -hmm. and I haven't heard of a lot of mass shootings in Texas or Arizona where there's open carry and, you know, every other person has a gun. It's usually in some gun-free fucking, you know, marshmallow zone where nothing's going to happen. No one, you know, no one's going to stop them. And it's just ridiculous. You know, they, they really believe that they know better, and it's crazy they don't. They've proven time and time again that they are more than incompetent. Well, what made you decide on the Glock 17, Jericho? Well, I remember uh, when I was a kid, uh, when, you know, the whole Glock, it was just a plastic gun, you know, it can go through the metal detectors at the airport, Glock, plastic, blah, blah. So, you know, I remember hearing that buzz, and... Um, you know, just seeing it, you know, with law enforcement over the years, it just kind of builds credibility, you know, and I've always been a fan, and it's a good gun, it's a good company, um, it's quality, and I'm, and it's not the only one, I know people have been, you know, the XP and all that stuff, and, you know, there's Berettas and all of the different types, but I've just always been a fan of the way it looks, and like I said, and now uh, Special Ops uses the Glock, um, so, you know, it's just always been something I've been a fan of, and it's a quality piece, so why not? It won't be my only one. I'm not, you know, strictly Glock. I will dabble in other companies, but, yeah, definitely my first one, and I'm, I'm happy with it. Perfect. Well, uh, I would re recommend if you are in the market for another one down the road, uh, check out the FN, that's F as in Frank, N as in Nancy, Herstal, H-E-R-S-T-A-L, the FN Herstal line. They they they're like a military grade weapon and uh, pretty pretty nice uh, gun. I just picked up a, a FN FNX forty five about uh, about two months ago. 
Yeah, I've heard of that company before. Yeah, so check, check them out. They got a good website, and uh, you know they're they're not uh, they're not you know Beretta or you know uh, 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 Smith and Wesson or anything like that as far as the buzz names go. But they are a solid gun, and you know check them out. Are they, are they a European company? No, they're American. It's a FN. Okay. It's FN America LLC. Okay, I will look into that. Thank you very much. I, you know, and I really appreciate information and suggestions. You know, from those who are more seasoned in the gun ownership. Well, you you know what, dude? It it really comes down to what you own. Really comes down to what what you want it for. Like for me. For me personally, I just wanted home home security was really because I'm never going to go hunting. I do go to the range every now and again and shoot. But for the most part, I got my stuff strictly, strictly to hopefully scare. But if need be, kill somebody that comes into my house, you know, and Mm -hmm. and I'll be honest, you know, I have the I have a Taurus judge, which shoots, shoots. No shotgun shells out of a handgun. It's a it's a monster for a little pistol. But then but then I've got a, a Mossberg twenty two that looks like a um it looks like an M sixteen and but it only shoots twenty twos. But I'll tell you what, if somebody was ever in my house and I came out the door and I just wanted to scare somebody, I would come out with the with the twenty two. Even though it's got less, you know, less caliber and you know, little tiny bullets that would probably just annoy more than kill. You know, just the look of it, because it looks like a military-grade rifle, would probably scare some right back out the door again. I'm afraid so, you have an assault weapon there, Chris. It's an assault yeah. weapon. <laughs> it's, There'll it's, be a knock on your door soon. As, as Jericho would say, it's big, it's black, and it's scary. Get rid of it now. <laughs> but Jeez, I'll, I'll tell you what, it, 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 the truth is, is if I was holding both weapons... And I told any any Democrat douchebag, any you know bun wearing douche, to pick one that I'll get rid of. I would guarantee you, ninety nine of each hundred would tell me to get rid of the twenty two versus the handgun, just because it's. You don't know shit. Yeah. It, what was that, uh, Sheila Jackson Lee from Texas? Remember she said the. The gun weighed as much as a full box of books. Like if you were moving, like what are you talking about? What? <laughs> which one of your, which one of your bare-chested, soft handshake interns whispered in your ear that an AR-15 weighs like twenty pounds, moron? And then to go on national TV and repeat that—that that, that proves. But you know, she's one of the more vocal ones about taking guns. Well, you don't know shit. You don't even know what you're taking. You don't even know what people would be giving you. You couldn't. You couldn't pick it out. No, no pun intended. Gun to your head. You couldn't pick any gun out. You don't know what an AR-15 looks like. By making that statement, you just so fucking stupid. <laughs> well, Jericho, I, I'm glad you finally procured your uh, your handgun, your weapon of choice. Uh, I'm glad you've joined the ranks of the uh constitutional Americans, not to, not that you weren't before, but you're exercising your Second Amendment rights, even in the communist state of California. And uh, welcome to the welcome to the family, Jericho. Hey, thanks, guys. I really appreciate the, the warm embrace. Um, yeah, and this, like I said, this was just the beginning. I got my eyes on a Mossberg uh, once my 30-day uh, 
period is up where I'm allowed to purchase another weapon. Um, I got my eye on a Mossberg, so yeah, I'll definitely be doing this again. Though. Perfect. All right, Jericho. Well, it's always a pleasure to have you on again. I wanted to bring you on to, you know, bring the fans up to date with your, uh, <laughs> with your, it, it was a long time in coming, uh, relatively, you know, compared to other States in this uh, great country. Uh, but you finally got it and you got it in your hands and you got it in your home and, uh, you know, you're a proud, uh, responsible gun owner and, and we're happy for you. Thank you very much, guys. I really appreciate it. And, you know, as usual, pleasure. Love speaking with you guys. I really appreciate your audience, you know, being fans. And I appreciate the question. Um, and, uh, yeah, thanks, guys. And I, I won't be a stranger. We'll be talking again real soon. Perfect. All right, Jericho. Well, we appreciate your taking the time and talking candidly with us. And, and uh, well, well, I guess we won't be seeing much of you on YouTube in the next week or so. <laughs> no, no. I'll be taking a little... Little seven day restriction, you know. Daddy, Daddy YouTube said no, so now I got to stay in my room. <laughs> bitch shoot, bitch shoot, bitch shoot. Yes, sir. I will be emailing you about that. That sounds great, okay. and you're right. Time to diversify. Well, I'm happy to help, and I'll certainly point you in the right direction with Vimeo too, because it's the the traffic level is amazing on it. Awesome, I'll take it. All right, uh, Jericho, we appreciate you taking some time. And, uh, well, we'll uh, we'll end this interview with, uh, I think, something uh, most of our classic metal fans can uh, relate to. And we're going to leave you with some kiss, some love gun. <laughs> Thank you, guys. All right, Jericho, we'll talk again. So here it is. It's kiss exclusively here on your classic metal show.